0: Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts, and that's not just what we call ourselves; it's what our moms tell people when their FaceTime call drops, literally constantly, and they ask for our help. I'm your host Luke Meander, and I'm your host
1: Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way.
0: A silent laugh and today yeah a silent laugh because today we are we're, we're we're here to cut the mustard all right i've had enough of this nonsense all right ios 16 sucks i feel like every update that comes out we keep being like this is the one they're gonna fix the bugs and then every single time they don't fix jack yeah, I, I don't know
1: because I feel like iOS sixteen wasn't even that big of an update in the first place, and you know, like yeah. there are some times where there's like really big updates with lots of features, and then there are some that are like less jam packed, and then those you expect to be like the stability improvements and the bug fixes, but it seems like iOS sixteen is neither of
0: those right. things. Yeah, it's. <sighs> It, they kind of just didn't add very much, and then broke whatever was left. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, I gotta tell you, though the the worst the worst bug of all happened to me this past weekend. And by this past weekend, I mean Friday. No, no, it was this past week. It was Wednesday. Okay, all right, Wednesday. The worst bug of all time happened. And that was, I, I think I know why it happened, which is that, you know how you get a call and you're you're talking like this. There's the proximity sensor that, that disables the display. Mm-hmm. So it, it turns off and the touch doesn't work so that you don't hit it with your head. So I was on the phone, hung up the call. Well, I didn't hang up the call, which I think is part of why this bug happened. But, the screen just did not come back. Oh. W- wouldn't come back at all. So I then got a call back and I answered it on my Apple Watch. So the phone was working, right? You can, you can mute. I, I, I was muting it and I could feel the haptic. I could look at it. Like I would hit the lock button, look at it, tap the screen, and hear the click of the Face ID haptic feedback but no screen couldn't see anything and I, it wasn't even like a you know lock it turn it back on again most of the iOS 16 bugs are like that where it's like you know you you just lock your phone and try again but this one i had to i had to put the phone in dfu mode to get it to come back oh jeez yeah that's 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 not great it was really
1: bad <sighs> i've never run into a bug that bad i don't think wait now i'm trying to remember dude there was one night i forget if this was iowa 16 or maybe it was 15 but i feel like it would have been no it might have been 15 but there was one one night where my phone was like boot looping and i had to reinstall ios to get it to work again
0: that happened one time what yeah that's Dude, okay, how do you how do you say I've never had a bug that bad and then you come back and say, "Oh, actually there was this one time where I had to <laughs> reinstall the operating system." Okay, I forgot. That's worse. I, I forgot, but that that is worse. <laughs> but it was it was pretty bad. Wow, that's bad. Holy cow. And I forgot to mention actually, speaking of a boot loop, this happened again today. I, as I was going I was I was setting my I was setting my camera up to film a video about iOS 16 bugs. And it still went into... It, it, the screen stopped working. Now, that time, the phone crashed and restarted. I got that on camera. Oh, good. Like, it just rebooted. And I was like, oh, cu- cool. Yeah, I guess we're just doing that now. Yikes. Good gosh.
1: Yeah, that's... I don't know. I, I feel like... Yeah, I've noticed... We were talking about this very briefly in the pre-show, but... Sometimes my widgets will disappear. So, like, I have, you know, three widgets. This is my main home screen. I have just three widgets on here. And pretty frequently, a couple of them will, like, completely disappear. Like, there will just be a hole. Like, you still see the wallpaper. But, like, where the widget is, there's just nothing. And then usually I swipe to a different page and come back and it works. But, like, that
0: happens fairly frequently. And that's also annoying. Jeez. The one that happens to me most often, I would say, is I hit the uh, the photos tray in iMessage. Oh, I just got it to happen. Literally right now. You hit the photos tray, and it just comes up gray, oh. and it never ever loads.
1: I hate that interface. This happens all the time. That
0: interface sucks. The iMessage Yeah, I app. hate it, too. Sucks. It sucks because sometimes, like, when you type... Then it goes away and it hides and you have to tap on the app button to bring it back. It's, it's really bad. And you can get it to do that bug really, really easily. Like pretty much every other time. Like if I, if I start a new conversation with you, all right, here it goes. You can just hit the, I I hit the photos app once and it'll bring it up. I exit out and bring it up again and it's broken oh it's that easy to replicate that bug that's it happens all the time it's i don't get it i genuinely don't understand why it's that hard for for them to like that has been on the iphone since like ios 8 i want to say yeah it was a long
1: I remember when we made the video for your channel about the iMessage apps, and that
0: was a long time ago. Yeah, that w- I think I, that video was one of my most viewed videos for a while. Um, I think that was like 2016. That sounds about right. Yeah. But it was like. I mean, it was it, it it's absolutely crazy to me. That that has been a feature on the iPhone for at, l- at least six years. And it's and now it's getting buggy. Like, my goodness, they they really need to get they really need to get it together, okay? Because one of the things I talk about in my video, I don't want to give too much away because uh, it's gonna be out tomorrow morning. So you'll see it all in, in its glory then. But one of the things that really peeves me, is or that worries me I should say is that if if this is like a one year thing then at the end of the day we'll look back on it and be like oh, remember iOS 16 that one sucked but if it becomes like a continual thing you know people complain about battery life FaceTime drops calls like a it's pathological how much it drops calls and it, it, it's almost unusable at this point if this becomes a pattern, that is going to seriously do some damage because one of the reasons why people love the iPhone is it's the walled garden where everything is protected and perfect. And they're like, all right, right, you can't sideload apps or customize stuff as much as you want to, but it's okay because we're going to make sure everything is perfect and protected and really smooth and, and wonderful. And now it's not. And it's not even the third-party apps that are broken. It's first-party stuff. Like the very essential core features of the iPhone are just like not really that functional. Yeah, and you know, for me, I've definitely noticed some bugs.
1: The worst thing for me is the battery life. And I don't want to get into a whole Pro versus Pro Max argument because Lord knows Mm. we've done that plenty of times. But my phone does not last a full day, and I'll eviscerate you uh, every time. Well, you, you're welcome to try. But my phone does not last a full day. I have to charge it like at the end of the. It'll last like until the night. That's but not I good. have to charge it, you know, at night if I, you know, if I want to keep using it, which I right.
0: do. Right. You wait. You want to keep using your phone? Yeah, I know you, you're not okay with just using your phone until eight p.m. and then just stopping.
1: You know, honestly, that would probably be like pretty healthy. Uh, you know, lifestyle
0: choice to make, but but no, I don't want to do that. You know, that's fair. Now, out of curiosity, I am wondering, um, what is your, what's your screen time? Because mm-hmm. obviously I have the Pro Max, but I, I've been told that my screen time is generally on the lower side compared to some people. Um. If it would load... Yeah, mine's not loading. Because right now... Oh, it just loaded. Hit day and then go back to week and then it should load. Good lord. The bugs are ridiculous, it's bro. It's still loading. Look at this.
1: It's still empty and it says it's loading. Oh, no. It says no. it was updated one Wait, minute ago. Wait, hit the
0: see all activity and then it should no. do it. And I
1: tried hitting the buttons Bruh. at the top and I tried changing the device in the corner and now it's not loading. So there
0: you go. Another, another bug... Cool, cool, nice, good work. This is great. We're just uncovering bugs live on stream. Jeebus. So my daily average is four and a half hours. It's sometimes it does get as high as as six hours. I think I was traveling though. So I think there's some like plane watching a movie going Mm. on there. So yeah five six hours and then it went down to four and then 445 and now four and a half so not you know not that much I know that there are so many people that that have like seven eight hours of screen time which actually blows my mind I'm like how that's the whole day yeah that's like all of it the day
1: jeez yeah my so here's my question because someone in the chat
0: ask this, uh, what's your battery health? Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, so my... Now, again, I generally don't tend to speak all that much on the... uh, Past my initial tests where I do, like, standardized battery testing, I generally don't talk about, like, oh, well, my the battery life is greater. The battery life is bad. Because I have I know that I have lower than normal screen time. I'm a Mac guy. I'm always looking at Mac screens instead of iPhone screens. So I, I I'm not quite the most reliable source for that. But all of that is to say I do have one hundred percent battery life. Probably because I pretty much charge only with wireless charging, which is slower than like when you have to like really quickly juice it up and you fast charge it um and because I don't use it as much, I generally don't d- run through my whole battery. I'm at fifty percent right now, yeah, so mine is at ninety six percent, and I mm. checked not
1: that long ago, and it was at ninety seven percent so I was very surprised when I just <clears> looked <throat> at it
0: just now, oh no, yeah. Oh, here's a great question, actually, here. Do you use AOD on your iPhone? I do. And I know, I'm sure that definitely mm. contributes.
1: Do you, oh, well, first of all, do you? Do you? I do not. I don't, but that's, like, one of the features. I don't like I it. I get that it, contributes, like, that it contributes to the battery life in a very strong way. But, like, that was one of the major features of the iPhone. I should be able to use it and still have decent battery life. I... I just don't like the way
0: that they implemented it. What what don't you like about it? It's too much screen, and you can see the notifications and stuff. Can you turn some of that off? It just looks like my. I think they did make that in like sixteen point one or sixteen point two, but honestly, I, I like to have my phone. I, I. I try to limit it in some ways. Like, I think we're all addicted to our phones. I think there's no point in trying to, you know, pretend that we're not. And, you know, if ever there's a moment of boredom, it's the first thing that I grab. Like, it's a habit, obviously. But I generally, when I'm working, will, will put my phone face down on the table. Not in my pocket. Not face up. So, the AOD... Like, it's either in my pocket or it's face down on a table or I'm using it. So there's not really any time where I I would find AOD helpful because it, my phone is just never face up right next to me. That's fair enough. I don't... I'd have to think about how helpful it actually is.
1: Honestly, it's probably not worth it given the battery drain. But, like, I don't know. Occasionally, like, right now it's sitting face up on my desk right here and I can glance over and see that I have some spam notifications. So that's kind of fun.
0: Yeah. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's, it's all cluttered. I always have so many like ra- random notifications from like 150 years ago. Like I, I just scrolled down to the bottom here and I'm getting, I, I have a notification here for uh, my home hub not responding two Wednesdays ago. Oh, nice. I don't need that. Why is that here? Why do I have to manually clear that? God, notification center. I, they need to work on it. Because this is... I don't, I don't really get that many notifications. But this is too many notifications. This is too much. These need to time out. Like Chipotle. It's National Burrito Day. Get a $0 delivery fee with code DELIVER today only. That's from Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, you missed that? I don't it's I missed it by days. Not to mention I don't eat chipotle that much and I don't use the app barely at all. Why is that notification just just hanging out forever?
1: Well, here's the thing. First of all, I agree that notification should go away once the offer expires, but the other thing is that you know, people can say like you know, oh, you should just use the better, uh, like, the notification. You know, you can silence notifications if you don't want to get them at all. Or you can mm-hmm. put them in the, the yeah. summary or whatever, however, whatever they call it. But like, that summary that shows up, like, once or twice a day, right? Right. And so I use that. And then when it comes to me, it's this. It's a ginormous, like, blob. And then when you tap on it, it becomes Holy this even cow. bigger ginormous blob. And I just...
0: Oh! It's like... It's horrible. That's that's the entire screen it takes up, yeah. And it's all the stuff that I don't care good about. God. Like like it's good that it suppresses it
1: and holds it and and doesn't like vibrate my wrist on my watch. Like that's good. But like this implementation, right. the way that they have it right now, where it, like you know it comes in this one giant blob, like oh, it's so so ugly. There's there's got to be a better way to handle notifications. Yeah,
0: they just sort of. Rather than having that sort of drip, drip, drip of irritating notifications, they just put it in a little water balloon, and then at the end of the day, just smash it over your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all that is. Yeah, exactly.
1: And they make it even uglier. Like, this looks uglier than if they just send yeah. you all the notifications at once.
0: It's 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 bad. Oh, God. the The thought, though, of them just, like... Just sending all the notifications at once. And it's just like an avalanche of, of nonsense promotional offers from an app that you downloaded a year ago so that you could get a coupon. And it's like, hey, come in today only to this store that's out of your way and probably not even in the same state. So you can get 10% off a thing you don't want. Good God. I don't want that.
1: Yeah. And then so Ethan in the chat had a really good point that you should be able to, to toggle specific notifications like Amazon tracking and not recommendations. Mm. I absolutely agree. And the one the one place yes. where this yes. thing this like ugly blob actually works is for Instagram. I open Instagram like once a week maximum and I go in there for like 2 minutes. I don't I don't use Instagram, but when someone messages me like a direct message on Instagram, I get it immediately. But when it's all those you know how Instagram mm. notifies you like five times a day, like, oh, this person you don't care about oh like God. added something to their story. Like that 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 bullshit. Like that goes in into the blob. So that goes into the blob. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And that's most of the blob. That like very often comprises the majority of the blob. Damn. But I don't know. Maybe I gotta get on that blob lifestyle. You should you should try I mean it's it's ugly, but it might save your wrist yeah. from, from vibrating a little
0: bit. I don't know. That's true. That's a good trade-off. I mean, dude, Instagram really is on some shit. It's like, hey, this guy from high school who you haven't spoken to in seven years added something to their story. Do you want to look at that right now at 2.58 p.m.? I'm like, ah, not particularly. The worst part is if you ever do actually click on them, they're all like old anyway. Like sometimes it'll, it'll say like, you know, Hey, just wanted to let you know that this person you haven't spoken to in half a decade just posted something and and you click on it and it's like 14 hours old. Yeah. It's like, like, how does that work in Instagram? It's just like, Oh my God, Luke needs to know about this. Holy crap. I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot. That's on me. I know you haven't spoken in five years, but I just thought you might want to know. And Snapchat does it too. Dude, I have disabled Snapchat notifications and I swear to God, it just, it finds a way. I think I have disabled Snapchat notifications a dozen times and I will still get a notification every once in a while that's like, hey, this person that you met at the college tour for a college that you didn't end up going to, but that you met for two hours and exchanged Snapchats, that guy, yeah, he put a story on huh so bad it's so bad that's terrible i agree with richard in the comments here we need a notification jail i don't want just a blob i want to be able to to arrest certain applications and say hey you know what no more notifications for you you're done we need a notification slammer a notification lock up hell yeah bringing it bringing it back we do the notification penitentiary and slash uh uh, insane asylum because that's where i'm gonna end up if this keeps going that's true i mean they call apple the walled garden right i feel
1: like Mm -hmm. what what kind of imagery does that evoke a prison maybe a nice prison there's walls
0: yeah maybe it an insane asylum because walled garden and kind of does sound like that
1: right and that's that's where these notifications belong
0: i agree let me see if i have one of those aforementioned oh i the worst the worst one is i because i'm on tiktok now you have to be so i'm on tiktok you know how it is tiktok by the way stupid app ridiculous every once in a while i post something And then it's just like, oh, hey, here you go. Here's 30 million views. And I'm like, oh, good God. And then I'm like, hey, here's something better. And it's like, nah, they don't like that. I'm like, what? do you want to show it? Maybe maybe they'll like it. And TikTok's like, no, no, no. They're not going to like that, trust me. So I don't know, but I'm on there. And one of the things that if you have TikTok, you basically have to get CapCut, which is like their little video editor thing. And um, because it like does auto captions and a bunch of useful things that help engagement but they send so many stupid notifications they like i don't even know what some of them mean like sometimes it's like i'm trying to find an example of course of course now i only have one which is fairly logical um actually no it's not logical i take that back so i don't know how it's possible but like you know how there's there's two there's sort of a subject line and then a, a, a headline, yeah. in a notification. Yeah. So like the bolder one will be like, you know, CNN, and then the headline of the article, mm-hmm. or it'll say like weekly report available. Your screen time was up twenty percent, right? That sort of stuff. This one says receive the new message heart emoji. What does that mean? And then it says 14,000 people like this template sun emoji. I don't know what that means. And if I click on it, I'm assuming it's going to take me. What is this? Why is this on? Why did I get a notification about this? What, What, what is that? It's a trending template. And also, the tr- the template is called. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if I want to say that. I don't think I want to show this either. The template's called Booba Girl, which I don't know what that possibly <laughs> oh, means. Jeez, why why am I getting a notification? I use this to put captions on videos. Why is it sending me a notification about this? That's the video editing. And can app. it access my Wi-Fi? yes
1: it's a video editing app it's not like tiktok the app it's tiktok's video editor app bro yes. that's bad that's so bad
0: i don't know man i don't get it i get more notifications from cap than from tiktok jeez i don't know man good lord I agree with Ethan here. I don't want promotion notifications. And once Apple has fixed all the bugs, might take a while, but they really should add a feature whereby you can, they should, they should let you, they should smart filter notifications because like clearly there is something going on here where there's like an A tier Instagram notification when somebody messages you and a, I was going to say beats here, but it's probably all the way down to Z by the time it's like, Hey, random guy, put a story up. You want to see it? It clearly is able to differentiate that, you know, something is an actual message, something intended to reach you. And the other thing is just a promotional nonsense. And I feel like Apple being the world's richest company should be able to let you filter out those promotional nonsense ones into their own separate thing so that it's not vibrating your wrist on your apple watch like going do ding interrupting your meeting just so that it could be like hey come get taco bell yeah i think there's two
1: two approaches that that, that apple can take and they should do both of them the first one is what you're saying basically like a spam filter but mm. for notifications instead of email. Right. That's one thing. The other thing is Apple needs to add you know, APIs to differentiate. There already are APIs in place to tell when something is like a message versus like a message from a person versus not. And then there's that like, you know, the time sensitive notifications and like all of that stuff. There needs to be right. like differentiation between like notifications like from people or like things you'd actually want to see and then things that are like ooh tap on me to go spend time in my app like those the the junk ones and apple's already done uh, ask apps not to track and they've done you know apps have to allow you to delete your data in them there's like a bunch of things that apple has done there's no reason why they can't compel developers to properly label notifications there's no reason why apple shouldn't be able to 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 fix this
0: yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Uh I think honestly a big thing holding Apple back from being able to fix this right now is that they they're really really lagging on the AI front. That's a big problem. Like they always talk about machine learning and like on-device computation for For privacy reasons, like with Siri handling a lot of things on device, it means they don't have to have as many recordings or, you know, the lag time in using the cell service or your your Wi-Fi to like send a recording, process it, find a result and send it back to your phone. I get all of that. But at the same time, Siri is really stupid. Okay, I appreciate the integrity of prioritizing privacy. But at the same time, it sucks, dude. Siri sucks. We, we did that on the on the show. There's this, it still can't do this. Watch this. Hey, Siri, lights off. Okay, which room? Bedroom, living room, or everywhere? Living room. All right, well, to be fair, it, uh, well, it missed some. So good, good work there hey siri lights daylight mode um it it frankly did better than it has done in the past but most of the time there's a certain combination of like phrasing all very obviously designed to perform the same function and it says like which room do you want to turn off and i say living room and then it just says go ahead oh yeah that happened last week yeah, what is that, bro? What is go ahead? What do you mean, go ahead? Go a- What is it, telling me to kick rocks? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you, go ahead. Go ahead, turn the lights off if you want them off. Go yeah. do it. Do it yourself, you lazy bitch. And I'm like, no. Why are you being mean to me? You're a robot. You're, all you have to do, it's a pre-programmed task. It's not even having to do any thinking. It's an app with a Siri shortcut that turns the lights off. Why is that difficult?
1: I don't know Siri. Siri is oh jeez, you're turning people's lights Oops. off. Oops, it happens. I I don't know. Siri is really bad, and I agree with you about the privacy. Apple, you know, definitely takes privacy. You know, they're, they're more concerned with privacy. They're better with it, but there are still ways to respect privacy and improve things. Like there are versions of like chat mm-hmm. GPT that can run, you know, offline, they can run locally. Not that Apple even needs to do that, but like there are like you can you can may- maybe Apple needs to just play catch up, but you can take these models uh, you know that that exist now and you can run them in like ways that respect people's privacy and and, and Apple needs to
0: do that. Right. Yeah, no that's a great point because you can you can have it both ways it's not impossible and you know we can't really be in the business of making excuses for the richest company in the world because it's not a, it's not as though they don't have the resources to make stuff like this happen uh, I think we're reaching a point with technology companies where they they aren't startups anymore right you go back to like the 90s 2000s even the early 2010s shows like silicon valley right they kind of show how the the knowledge of technology kind of got ahead of some companies i think that's true of facebook facebook you look at mark zuckerberg whenever he has to talk about like hey so your platform is used for extremist groups and he's like um well you know uh i i tried to make an app For dating in college. And now uh, my app is being used to throw elections. Oh, dear. Like, you can kind of sense that he's just in over his head a little bit. Yeah. But we're, we're at a point now where there's no more excuses. It's 2023. These are all established, extremely large companies with boards of directors and lots of staff and talent. It's time... For them to figure it out. You just gotta figure it out. If you wanna be this largest company in the world, you can figure out how to make Siri understand how to turn off some lights. It's it can't be that hard in the grand scheme of things. That is true. And now let me let me ask you a question. First of
1: all, you know, obviously okay. very clear that Apple is way behind. Even even, you know, like I guess the point I'm trying to make. So you go back a couple of months. The, the past couple of months, there's been this, like, explosion in AI, chat GPT, Bing AI, mm-hmm. BARD, you know, whatever. All of, like, this huge explosion has been relatively recent. If you go back to before that explosion in AI, even then, Siri was still, you know, way... It, was, it, was, yeah. it still was way behind, and it still needed a lot of work, Yeah, and Apple should have put more work into it. But now there's been this explosion, and it becomes even more clear... You know, Siri's falling even further behind, and we've seen all these incredible things that AI can do, and it makes us realize, you know, even more how bad Siri is, even though we already knew. So, my question is given that this explosion has happened in the past few months, and Google and and Microsoft and, and other companies have, like, you know, I don't want to say that they rushed things out, they kind of did, but like they, you know, brought things to market very quickly. Do you think Apple is going to announce right. some big AI stuff at DubDub, Dub, or do you think? That they're not
0: ready for it yet. I, okay, on the one hand, I do see Apple as being the company that really takes their time with this stuff. But at the same time, to your point, Siri has already been lacking. So I don't necessarily think that this is one of those Apple situations where they're, they're not the first, but they're the best. I think this is just a straight up weakness That they have. I mean, I can go on a website right now. I can go in a Discord server right now and get an AI to generate a photorealistic image of the Pope wearing, like, the Michelin Man costume. Remember that one that went viral? I can get photorealistic images in 10 seconds, and I can't get Siri to turn my lights off. Like, Apple, I know that they like to take their time and perfect but in the ai space they they aren't they don't have that same reputation in terms of devices and capabilities and hardware yes you know they 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 do apple silicon they do it right they do the iphone they do it right the apple watch they were not the first wearable at all but there's they're the best for a reason but When you look on the software side, particularly when you look at, like, it's not a hard-coded feature. Apple does hard-coded features. Like, you can do this. You know, your iPhone now has this specific thing that we gave it. They have zero track record of computer intelligence, really. The only computer intelligence that they have is... I mean, I wouldn't count computational photography because that's very, very specific and designed to do one intended purpose. Th- the closest is Siri. And Siri is so far behind. I mean, Siri today is is really not that far ahead of Siri 12 years ago when it came out. It is very close to being just canned... You know c- call and response
1: yeah it really it really hasn't improved and i think i agree with you to your point and i think another area where you could say that there's like computational intelligence or whatever is like maybe autocorrect and like the predictive text thing above the keyboard right. which yes. are bad especially the predictive text is yes. completely useless
0: yeah no it when it came out I think that was also the same year that the iOS games we talked about earlier came out, like 2016. I think so, yeah, around then. They made all these claims about how it learns your typing style. All it does is see if there's a word that you say a lot and then suggest that word at random intervals. Yeah, it's like I have never used... The only time I've
1: ever used that bar is when it's about to autocorrect something. And I'm like, no, I wrote it the right way. And you tap on the one in the middle. That's the only time that I've ever used
0: that bar. Like legitimately. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. It's, it's useless. It's first of all, most of the words are just like meaningless filler. Like at any given moment, the word the and in then or that the most like basic three or four letter words are there and yeah I mean basically the only time I use it is when I'm trying to force it to not autocorrect something that I spelled correctly yeah and I feel like and the funny thing is that this is quite
1: literally like what all of these models like chat GPT and stuff do. They're literally predictive text models. Yeah. That's like how they work. Yeah. So like not, not that Apple, you know, obviously Apple isn't, <sighs> I, I, we don't know what, I don't know what technology Apple is using. Maybe they've said it, maybe they haven't, but like, it's just funny that like these incredibly sophisticated AIs are using this same, you know, core idea of predictive text. And then meanwhile, the predictive text in Apple, you know, in the Apple keyboard is just so bad. So Apple has a long way to come uh, with this. And I think an, an important point that Ethan made in the chat a little bit up was saying if Apple doesn't announce AI stuff at DubDub, they will be too far behind if they wait until next year. Because this, you know, DubDub is when they announce mm-hmm. the software upgrades and Siri would be part of That's a software upgrade. They can't wait another while well, they could. But like imagine if they wait another year and Siri stays the same and it falls. Imagine what AI is going to look like in a year from now. Dude. Seriously
0: like it hasn't even gotten to the point where it's being it isn't really even getting to the voice digital assistance yet like right now it's it's just text based and it's already so much better like it, okay realistically it wouldn't take that much to convert that to text to speech cuz you'd basically be doing the same thing right instead of typing to it it recognizes your speech and then instead of responding in text, it just pronounces those words, right? It's basically there, but it hasn't yet officially, you know, it's not in like the Google assistant, like speech on your phone, but a year from now, 100%, you will be able to just be like, Hey, Cortana or okay, Google and do all of that stuff. It'll probably be in cars before it gets to Apple. If they wait a year, like, that this is this is going to be really bad for them yeah they as uh, yeah as
1: you've said they have a long way to to catch up and they really they really need to do it because like we've seen how fast ai has developed and things have moved in the past couple months and then you know you wait even longer than that things go even further uh you know siri falls even further behind like eventually there's a Mm -hmm. point where you either like can't catch up or you have to buy or or partner with you know the way that microsoft uses chat gpt and their bing ai like you have to do something like that like i don't know if apple and i feel like apple doesn't really like to do that they like to own the full experience especially if there's privacy concerns and having some you know third-party company work with them whatever like I don't know. I don't know how... I don't know what Apple's going to do with this. Unless they've been working on
0: something secretive. I, I don't know. I mean, they're always working on something secretive. So, I, I would absolutely imagine that they are. But the problem, I think, is exactly that. I don't think Apple is going to say, like, Oh, hey, let's just put ChatGPT into Bing. Right? They're not going to just say, like, Hey, take ChatGPT and just... <laughs> Plug it right into Siri, Bob's your uncle, walk away hands free. They're not gonna do that. For better or for worse. I think there are advantages to them not wanting to do that because we've all, you know, joked about how like Chad GPT will very confidently be like, ah, yes, well, two plus two equals three. Because of course, one cannot simply add two to another two and first has to subtract the one. Like it just makes up nonsense sometimes. So I get why they don't want to integrate it right like straight into siri but that probably means that apple is trying to make a large language model from scratch which is stupid it's gonna take a long time yeah there's definitely you know
1: i i agree with your point because these ai models that that will confidently say things that are wrong can be dangerous. I think they're doubly dangerous when it's a search engine that is, you know, like Bing AI or or Bard, you know, we love we love Bard on on the right. show obviously, but these these AIs, <laughs> yes. right? That if it's that it seems like it's Google or or Microsoft Bing telling you th- these facts and people might be more likely to believe them. You know, you know th- those are places versus if you just go to like ChatGPT website and you know that you're talking to chat gpt you know it might be wrong there's like warnings plastered all over the place whatever whatever and there are on the other places too but just the fact that it's coming from google or or microsoft gives it a different kind of like a different context a different weight uh but the other thing i was going to say was i saw on twitter that there are like chat gpt plugins rolling out so you can integrate chat gpt with like Mm -hmm. i saw wolf from alpha or like You know, searching the web or like a bunch of other services and stuff and I feel like that could be a potential solution that when you ask it a question that's not subjective but that requires like a factual answer that it would just use like Siri uses Wolfram Alpha to answer questions why couldn't a new you know more powerful version of Siri also do the same thing while also handling requests better and being more natural
0: that's a i mean yeah that's a really good point i think you could definitely just i guess what you're saying is you you could adapt it to a specific use case so that you could avoid those pitfalls without having to just make your own one completely from scratch yeah i think
1: there are ways or or you know even if apple is doing their own from scratch theoretically i think like there is really the concern about like real uh you know you know the ai saying something incorrect in in a way that makes you mm-hmm. think it's correct that that's a legitimate concern and i guess you know the, the there are ways around it to integrate with authoritative sources and just make sure that those requests for factual information are handled by the authoritative sources and that the ai doesn't just make something up for it like that is a legitimate concern but it does seem like it's not an insurmountable problem that Apple should be able to figure that out and, yeah. and do something.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it seems like the the OpenAI has done a decently good job with ChatGPT of, like, it's not rampantly spreading misinformation or, you know... What was that one? I think Microsoft did an AI twi- Twitter bot oh that got radicalized tay. within like 24 hours. Yeah, the Tay bot. Yes. Yeah, and that and it was literally like it, it became a Nazi and it was like speed running becoming a Nazi in under 24 hours. Like they've done a good job with GPT of having those boundaries where it's not like. It's not like oh you know well the moon landing was fake you know and George Bush did nine eleven but uh, two plus two equals five, like it's not getting that crazy. It's just these like little minor things, like I think we talked about Bard saying like January February Marchuary Apriluary yeah Mayuary like there's goofy stuff like that. But it's not it's not like radicalizing flat earthers or anything yeah that's a good point it's it's not doing it's definitely doing better
1: than it has and like yes you can get these things to say outrageous things but you have to really prompt them in such a strong and leading you've seen like the jailbreaks like the dan like whatever do anything now like all all those things but you have to like really Mm -hmm. you know sort of almost trick it basically into doing these things in a way that it wasn't you know you didn't have to before so it's definitely yeah. safer and with all the warnings that are plastered on the website you know you shouldn't trust necess- like blindly trust whatever it says it might say the wrong thing you can easily report things that are wrong or, or bad whatever whatever it's definitely safer And so I wonder, because there was a a comment about... Oh, it was Ethan again. Ethan's on fire today with these these messages. He said, why can't (laughs) Apple just tell us they're working on an AI Siri, but it's in developmental or beta stages? And maybe even more so, I wonder, Apple has slowly over the years gotten a little more comfortable releasing things in beta or slapping the beta label on things, like the sidecar, I think, was a beta feature for some time. And there were a couple of other features that were like that had like a beta uh you know tag next to them i wonder if apple could do Mm.
0: something like that with siri and you know what else they're becoming more comfortable with um is just like releasing features out of sync with an operating system because i feel like that's something that most like most phones or operating systems or Pretty much everyone else is perfectly comfortable just saying like, hey, here's this new feature that's ready and we're going to release it when it's ready. Apple is stuck on this rigid WWDC schedule where it's like they will only ever announce something in June. There's no like, okay, maybe Apple Music Classical. Like, that's not an iOS core feature that's an app, right? So that's the only thing that they'll ever announce off-cycle. But everything... And it's stuff when it's not ready. Like, Sidecar, to your point, didn't launch until way later. It was like almost a full iOS, iPadOS, macOS behind by the time it actually launched. Uh, Freeform, that's another one. They announced that last summer. We only just got it, I think on 16.4 was it?
1: Yeah, it was like 16.3 or something. It was a couple months ago.
0: Yeah, it was this year. It was it was 8 8 months after they announced it. Like they it's just very weird to me uh that Apple in some ways is this very forward-thinking like, you know, futuristic company that will revolutionize computing one year you know they'll give us apple silicon with insane like truly raising the game and then they'll have these weird rigid traditions that hold them back and they'll have a product like siri that was outdated in 2015 frankly and now it's been eight more years and it barely is any better it's it's so perplexing that you have this duality
1: yeah, and I know they like to save, you know, lots of features for like the big release and the big dub dub announcement. I do agree that they have, mm-hmm. you know, they like to announce these things, uh, you know, ahead of time, and and now they're more comfortable with releasing things. Maybe it's that they're more comfortable. Maybe it's that, like, I don't want to say that their standards have dropped, but maybe they're like, maybe in the past, like you know, Freeform for example. Uh, it launched, you know, months after the 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 major iOS update version launched, right? Maybe in the past, Apple would have just said, okay, you know what? We're not announcing Freeform this year. It's going to just have to be pushed back to, to next year. Whereas now Apple is willing to say, mm. we're going to announce it now and it's delayed by a few months or whatever, but that's okay. We'll release it later. So maybe Apple is changing, you know, in that right. regard.
0: That's, I mean, that's definitely true it's it, it's it's undeniable that they are becoming more comfortable saying like hey this is a thing that we're working on that's not ready sometimes for better or for worse <clears throat> air power and i don't i don't know i just think that perhaps perhaps it would benefit apple to rather than trying to shoehorn everything into these rigid structures Just be a little bit more freeform, pun intended. Like, imagine this. No mention of freeform at all at last year's WWDC. But December comes around. That's when it was actually ready. What if they had done a press release drop of like, this is a new app that we've been working on. Boom. It drops with this iOS update right now. One could argue it would get more attention if it was announced and available at the same time versus announcing it. And then we wait three months until the iOS comes out, everyone downloads it. And then we still wait three more months before we can actually get the app, by which point nobody really cares about it because it was announced six months ago that's true
1: and it was announced alongside all of the other features so it's you know more exactly. easy to forget it's less you know of a big deal versus like yeah it gets a dedicated press release and then people are you know that's what people are going to talk about you know that that day everyone's going to tweet about it like oh cool Apple's launching
0: a new app let's you know let's check it out hmm like I, I saw very very muted coverage of Freeform there were just a couple of tweets saying like freeform now available cuz it's not newsworthy it's it's been around it was leaked it was in beta it was you know announced and then the ios version came out and we've just been waiting on it and it seemed like it kind of just kind of you know it just came and went it wasn't that exciting or cool i think it's i think a lot of it comes down to apple really likes the pageantry of those events we can't deny it, even with COVID, where they're now doing these virtual events, which I honestly prefer, so I'm not trying to stop them. But they very clearly love to get up on stage in front of a bunch of people and go, We have built the most incredible thing! It's a small speaker, and we call it the HomePod Mini, and you're gonna love it! They love to do that, rather than just saying, "Like, Hey, here's a new thing we've been working on, and now it's available.
1: And you know, to be fair, we love those events too. Of course, we cover them every time they happen, Absolutely. we love them. But I agree, you know, there's enough features. Every every event has enough stuff in it that if a little a little bit, you know, were to be pulled out and, and announced later, there would still be plenty to talk about and plenty of stuff for people to be excited about. Absolutely.
0: And you know, that's a good point. It might even help with the tech droughts. Because, I mean, think about think about this way. Remember in, I guess it was late, late January, we got the, the M2 Pro and Max. We had that whole big drop. That was a lot of fun. That was super exciting. But I think we have to all remember that that was very obviously supposed to happen in October. Like the way that they even... Edited that chunk out of what was obviously going to be an Apple event and just dropped like a 20 minute YouTube video as if we wouldn't figure out that they just literally command X'd that from their timeline in Final Cut Pro. Like, that was it, was pretty transparent. But I would argue, no, that right now we're in a tech drought. Tech views are down. Everyone's talking about, like, damn, we need WWDC to come because we're bored. Yeah. And that's and that's with these MacBook Pros coming out in January, shipping in February. They would have come out in October and shipped in November. So we would have been December, January, February, April, no spring event, remember? Or March, April, five and then May and then June. We would have had six months of not a single peep oh except for apple music classic about that could you imagine six months where they don't say a darn word in 2002 sure build the hype do what you got to do it's 2023 i don't think that that strategy works as well as they think it does yeah, I definitely, you know, as much as we
1: love these big events, you know, we've got the June event, we've got a September event, usually the October, November event, whatever. I think Apple would do well to spread things out more, give, you know, more. It, it keeps people talking about them more. Like I get the idea of like, oh, we're going to announce all this stuff at once and it's going to be this big you know, extravaganza and everyone's going to love it and whatever. But like an extravaganza. Ex- but then th- then it's like there's months where you and, you know, obviously, you know, you and, and you know, other tech influencers, content creators, whatever, like you have stuff to do. You can, you know, look at the stuff that exists. You can do fun projects, whatever, whatever. But like, though, you're not like. It's, it's not like advertising, like if Apple does this stuff, not that they're trying to get like advertisements, but like when Apple releases new things, people talk about them and it generates hype and it gets people talking about them. And then when there's these like months long stretches where they haven't done anything, it's like you can't talk about stuff from months ago. You got
0: to do other stuff. It's like, I don't know. Why not keep it fresh? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, oh, I forgot about that. Noah, I've been a fool. They haven't been completely quiet. They 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 made the iPhone yellow. Oh, of
1: course.
0: Yeah, so we can't forget about that. They they painted a phone. That's that's exciting. Half
1: of their flagship iPhone lineup.
0: Yeah. Yes. Well. Yeah. Half half of it got paint. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. That's I mean it's a month
1: right there at least, month of month of content.
0: <sighs> yeah, dude, I had people in my comments being like, "Hey, are you gonna cover the yellow iPhone?" I'm like, "How?" I'm sorry, what is there to cover? I okay, I don't mean to, I don't mean to disrespect my fellow YouTuber brethren. But if you made a video on the yellow iPhone 14, why? And and about what? What? uh, Serious question. What on God's green earth is there to talk about? It's like, it's a TikTok at most. Hey, this is the new yellow iPhone. Wow, it's yellow. I either like it or don't like it. Thanks for watching. Yep. That, that's about it. I want to see the most viewed yellow iPhone video. I'm assuming it was an unboxing. Holy cow. They got 15 million views on the, uh, the hello yellow app, uh, the ad for it. Jeez. Now, a lot of that is that they use that for paid advertising. Cause I've seen it many times, but my god. Goodness they are really pushing that. Yeah. So some of these videos, I'm not gonna name names. I'm not gonna talk about whom they are. but as uh, somebody uploaded a uh, iPhone 14 and 14 plus color comparison and unboxing eleven and a half minutes. how do you talk about paint for 11 and a half minutes? Uh, I don't know here's another one over 10 minutes over 11 sorry 11 minutes and 12 seconds about paint. What?
1: You know, I would...
0: It blows my mind. I would say that's
1: impressive, but we also somehow managed to talk about nothing for an hour. So, I feel like that's pretty good.
0: You know what? You are right. You are right. Oh, no. You know what? You're wrong. You're wrong. I take it all back because... Somebody made a video called don't buy the yellow iPhone 14 until you watch this Why what is there to talk about that one's seven minutes, so it's not that crazy somebody four days ago That not even recent made a video called why Apple made new yellow iPhone 14 2.1 million views <laughs> that's more than my channel gets in a month was that apple explained it's a video about pain was that apple explained
1: no that sounds like one of their one of their kinds of videos right
0: it does It does. It does. It sounds like an Apple explain video for like why the iPhone mute switch is orange (laughs) and that will have like 7 million views. Yep. Damn. I guess I'm just not a very good YouTuber then because clearly I'm doing something wrong. You didn't cover the
1: yellow iPhone. That's your problem right there.
0: That's on me guys. I'm sorry. I, I should have done better.
1: You know what? Here's your chance to redeem yourself. Why don't you take, take as much time as you need right now
0: and, and cover the yellow iPhone. Go for it. Okay, so here's the new feature of the yellow iPhone. It's yellow, uh, whereas previously it was not yellow. Now, this can have a number of benefits. For example, if you are someone whose workflow requires more amounts of yellow, then you might like the yellow iPhone. However, if you are someone whose workflow does not require yellow, then you might not notice the additional yellow. Uh, Now let's talk performance. The yellow adds no performance. Okay, let's talk battery life. The yellow does not impact battery life. All right, now let me do a comprehensive review of the camera. And this is good news. The camera is not yellow, so the camera looks normal um, which is good. That's it. so Ta-da. in conclusion,
1: what's your what's the final uh, the final verdict? Uh,
0: the final verdict well, we'll rate it on all of the important categories. Um, so the a uh, color. 10 out of 10 performance seven out of 10 yellow 10 out of 10 in the all important yellow category people don't get this most phones are not competing in the yellow segment but apple they knew that is true that is
1: a that is a you know an underserved uh market right there but I will say that this iPhone does Absolutely. lose in the black, silver, blue, whatever, pink, whatever the other colors were. It loses in all of those categories. So you can't give it too much
0: credit. It does. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is true. That's a very good point. Uh, the in, in blue, it gets a zero out of ten actually i'm not familiar with my cymk color spectrum but i don't know if there there might actually be like one out of ten there might be a little blue in there if you you know when you when you look at your color wheels
1: yeah i was just thinking about that because there's rgb right Where how do you make
0: yellow out of red what colors make yellow red and green so so there's no blue there's no blue, so blue, yeah, zero out of ten. Very disappointed. Red gets a five out of ten, and green. Red does. Green yeah, gets a five, five out, out of 10. ten. Yes, yes. So overall, not not too bad. Yeah, you know, in the in the red and green categories, uh, you can do a lot worse. Uh, for example, the purple iPhone ranks very low. Absolutely. Okay, so, yeah, no, I, I legitimately cannot believe that there was that much coverage of the yellow iPhone when there uh, people don't really seem to be caring all that much about Apple's complete and utter lack of, of AI or, you know, iOS 16 bugs. But, hey, you know, paint. That's pretty cool. Sure is.
1: You know what else is pretty cool?
0: What's that? Us ending the episode because we're already more than five minutes over. Oh, my gosh. Well, technically, our time to end is now. We gave them bonus at the beginning. Okay. So we we, we aren't allowed. If we start early, we're not allowed to end early unless otherwise specified. That's part of the rules in the contract. I I see. Right. Yeah so just just to make it clear that that's that's the way that the cookie crumbles fair enough but the cookie in this case unfortunately is this episode of the podcast and the crumbling is of course it ending uh and and the one crumbling it is us your hosts including me luke miani (laughs) me
1: noah rubin Our schedule for the next couple of weeks is to be determined. Right. So pay attention to the community tab or Luke's uh, Twitter account,
0: I guess. Yes, we we will be in Italy contemplating uh, the yellowness of the iPhone. Absolutely. That's the express function of the visit. And so we will... We'll see what we're able to do. We might end up doing like a pre recorded episode or if we can do a live episode. I don't know what the Wi Fi will be like or even where we're going to be. Uh, but we'll see. We'll try our best. And hopefully, we will see you guys in less than a th- two week interval. Yes. And with that, bye. Have a good night. <laughs>